Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. It is a special day because it is draft eve, if you will. The NFL draft begins tomorrow, April 28th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, it's, it's one of the, unfortunately, it's one of the most low-profile drafts, in my opinion. Not a lot of buzz around it. There are not as much as there has been in the past. Um, but it leads us into what I think is my point here is the Chiefs. It's one of the most exciting drafts for the Chiefs in recent years, probably since we drafted Mahomes. And really, even that draft, we didn't really know we were going to get a guy like Patrick Mahomes, so you never know what's going to happen. A lot of things for the Chiefs to do. Um, thought of no better time and place to bring in Chiefs and figure it out correspondent Johnny Rowe. Johnny, before we start uh, in on the draft info, how are you doing, buddy? Been a long time since you've been on the show. Yeah, it's a refreshing day here to be back on the Figure It Out podcast, Chandler. It's an honor to be here, as always. Life's been really good. Uh, my, my son's six months old, so I'm really enjoying that. The weather's getting better. Baseball is being played. Uh, but more importantly, our favorite thing in the world, football, has a big day tomorrow, and that's the first round of the NFL draft uh, with the subsequent rounds uh, being on Friday and Saturday. So we've got three days here. Um, to really look at the future of the Chiefs and, uh, you know, a lot of exciting picks uh, to be had throughout the rest of the league, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. I'll preface this. I said this before. Um, I really like the first two rounds of the draft. I familiarized myself with probably the top 75 players um, each year in the draft. Beyond that, uh, I don't really bother myself with a lot. Of, you know, I'll, of course, follow the Chiefs picks. Um, but it's hard to really study and, you know, have faith in a lot of these guys that are going to be going in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited about the Chiefs prospects going forward. Twelve picks. It's the most in the draft tied with the Jaguars. Uh, while a lot of other teams have been bringing in veterans, the Chiefs look like they're going to go the route of getting younger. And they have a lot of excitement circling around the team heading into Thursday. Yeah, um, here a little bit in the show, I'm excited to go over what you think the Chiefs' needs are in the draft because I've got three, kind of four written down. Um, you can com you can combine one and and or you can combine two into one, but whatever. Um, we'll get into that. But let's get into the draft overall. Um, so really taking the Chiefs out of it through the first. Uh, well, I guess the first two thirds of the draft, if they don't do anything with their 29th and 30th pick, um, I'm going to go over the, uh, the draft order for the top 10 real quick. Um, I just think that's important to know um, something that I feel like you like either know or you don't. So let's, let's let listeners in on a little secret here, Johnny. First off, Jacksonville Jaguars hold the first pick. Then it goes Detroit, Houston, New York Jets, New York Giants. Carolina Panthers, New York Giants again, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Seahawks, and the Jets again. So two teams have two picks in the top ten. Um, you know, I don't even think in, in as bad of Chiefs years that I've seen, Johnny. I don't really remember the Chiefs even being up there this many times. I mean, those two teams are really bad to have those kind of picks. Um your initial thoughts on the draft order, who do you think can improve the most? I mean, you would think that the New York teams could improve the most, but they just flat out stink. Um, I don't see how four rookies, I know they're all going to be, you know, first round picks, but 
I, I don't see it making an immediate impact right away. My first thought when you just read that off is, ew. Like, that yeah. top 10 is just, I mean, gross, man. All those teams are going to suck again this next year. I mean, that just flat out. Like, uh, really, I think the team that could get the, get, get, uh, the most improvement, uh, looking at that, Jacksonville? Like, I mean, they had a nightmare situation last year, rookie quarterback. They had the first pick last year. Urban Meyer's situation was a total disaster. Mm-hmm. So it's only up from there for Jacksonville. They brought in some guys. I mean, they paid a lot of money for a lot of average players. But really, I mean, they've been the number one pick two years in a row. So it's it, it, it can only get better for the Jaguars. Detroit, eh, they got Jared Goff again. Houston, they're putting a lot of stock in Davis Mills. The New York Jets have Zach Wilson. Could be could, could get better, maybe in a similar regard than than Jacksonville. The New York Giants are still deciding on if they're going to pick up the fifth year <laughs> option for Daniel Jones. Um, they have like a week to do that, so uh, they're in hell as well. The Carolina Panthers with Matt Rule are also in quarterback hell. They don't know if they're going to continue with Sam Darnold or maybe go a different route and get somebody in this draft. All the stuff that I've read has said that this draft is pretty weak at quarterback in comparison to years of uh, in recent memory. Um, who else? Atlanta doesn't have Matt Ryan anymore, and that team is probably one of is in the bottom three in the entire league in roster talent. Seattle is deciding uh, between Drew Locke and Geno Smith to be their quarterback, and Pete oh. Carroll is like the oldest coach in the league. And then yeah, the Jets are picking again. So Chandler, ew. Yeah, um, there's some teams in there that I do think could – I actually do, for whatever stupid reason, Johnny, um, I do actually think the Jets could be pretty good, uh, especially if they can nail these four picks. Um, I think that their roster is not that bad, and maybe Zach Wilson has something. Obviously, the year one to year two quarterback progression is one of the biggest in their career um, in terms of if they have it or not. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll see, but they put themselves in a good position. I, I don't think Atlanta will go quarterback that high just because the talent's not there this year, but if it, like, if there was a surefire top 10 quarterback, I think Atlanta would pick a quarterback there. You might as well, like you said, um, but they're they're just not going to do it. I don't think this year, uh, I just don't think there's a quarterback worthy of the eighth pick in the NFL draft. No, uh, it always gets weird though, right? Like, I mean, it's hard to predict these drafts. A lot of people are saying this one in particular is is incredibly difficult to predict what's going on. Uh, you said at the beginning, it's a wide open draft from one to 32. And then of course, beyond that. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what some of these teams do. Um, I, I, I'm not a quarterback guru or anything. I mean, I think the Chiefs have a pretty good quarterback, so uh, I'm set there looking at the other quarterbacks in in this draft like I don't even know who you'd want to trade up for a lot of people have said that maybe Pittsburgh could find their way into the middle of the first round or you know closer to 10 to try to take Malik Willis um dude I just don't know I mean the guy the guy didn't really the guy didn't really play anybody and um it didn't work out at Auburn for him so I I don't know Chandler like I, I think that a team that would take a quarterback in the top 10 here it would be more of a panic move. Like we are so unconfident in the current guy we have. Like like Carolina, we are so we have no confidence in Sam Darnold. Matt Rule is m- maybe one more bad year from being out of a job, and it, it, their owner 
Dave Tepper, I think is his name. He, it's just been a disaster in Carolina since he got there. So like, this is a team starving for victories. And with Sam Darnold, like you just know, you're not going to get those. They just signed DJ Moore to an extension this offseason. So Carolina could be a team that just says, fuck it and goes and gets a quarterback, maybe Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or something like that. But come on, man. Like, I'm not confident in any of these guys. No, and actually, I think Carolina's roster is pretty damn good. I think they're kind of a quarterback away and have been for really since Cam went to the Super Bowl with them, I feel like. Like, they've always had a good roster. They've always had good players, good defenses. And they have skilled guys all up and down that roster. As far as I know, Robbie Anderson's still there. DJ Moore just signed an extension. Um, I think those two receivers in a heartbeat. Uh, So, yeah, you're right. Um, Speaking of which, before we jump to – well, since we're on quarterbacks, a little segment. Um, I have – who do we think the first quarterback taken in the draft is? Uh, Johnny, you want to go first? You want me to? I'll just take it real quick. I I already kind of said it. Uh, Pittsburgh picks at 20. Pittsburgh (laughs) picks at 20. And I could see them trading up with somebody – if, if they get worried that they're not going to get Malik Willis at 20, I think Malik Willis is a, I don't know, he just feels like a stealer. They brought in Mitchell Trubisky to be their quarterback uh, for this year, and I think next year as well under contract. Come on, we know Mitchell Trubisky is not the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, this is a proud franchise. He's obviously a bridge quarterback. I could see the Steelers going up if they need to and getting Malik Willis. Okay, I actually love that. I thought we were on the same wavelength there for a second, but I actually hopped off of yours and jumped onto my own. I actually have the Steelers taking Kenny Pickett at 20. Mm. That is my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. So um, for the reasons for that for me is purely on – making sure the fan base is liking what the, the Steelers are doing. Pittsburgh quarterback university home, like hometown kid, they draft him there. It could probably work out. Um, I mean, I, I think he could be a good quarterback. Um, and, you know, you, you, I think here, I, I just, I have a hunch, Johnny. I have a hunch. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. It makes sense for like the, like the Pittsburgh college connection, you know, it's a pretty blue collar city. So they like stuff like that. I I definitely resonate there. I read somewhere that Kenny Pickett was just like a, you know, you and Blaine follow college football a lot closer than I do. Um, It's why I love tuning into your guys' podcast when you preview the week um, during, during the college football season, along with the NFL. But um, all I know is that I, I read that Kenny Pickett was kind of a one hit wonder, like a one year, pretty good season guy. I also read he has, some questionably small hands yeah, might have a little bit does. of hand issue on our on ourselves. So, um, look, I, it makes me feel really good that I don't have to worry about thinking about taking one of these guys for the Chiefs. I mean, it just quarterback yeah. hell. Quarterback hell is indeed hell, like you said. I mean, the Panthers do have a, have a talented roster, passionate fan base. They just can't get quarterback right, and if you can't get quarterback right. It's just kind of like doom from the start. Nope, I agree. And uh, right, okay, one more thing before we go to the Chiefs. Like, every, I can, I'm on the edge of my seat, ready to talk about him. John is on the edge of his seat, but I want to real quick do our top five uh, in the NFL draft. Who we think is going to go top five? Um, I'll go ahead and go first. This is in order for me. 
Um, I am going Trayvon Walker uh, first overall, uh, Georgia defensive end. No other reason than there's something – there's a reason why he all of a sudden shot to the top. Like, this, there's word around the league somewhere that he's the better player. Um, and this is taking nothing from the number two guy who I have in Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, I think he's an absolute freak. Um, super good pass rusher. This is a super, super deep pass, ru- uh, pass rush draft. Um, Aiden Hutchinson's a beast himself. Um, these two guys are three, four for me. They're flipped. It doesn't matter which, I mean, like wh- whichever one of those three is going four and vice versa. Um, is uh, I believe it's Ikem Equonu. Or is it a good? I think it might be Akeem Equonu from NC State. Um, I was listening to a podcast today. Um, he is a definite guard, can play some tackle. Uh, I think that's so big, um, versatility wise. Um, you sure up that middle of the offensive line, um, and he can still slide out and play tackle if needed. Is giant. And then uh, Evan Neal, same position, offensive tackle from Alabama. Look. I don't think it's a bad play at any point of history since Saban's been at Bama to take a Saban offensive lineman. They all are littered throughout the league, it seems like. Um, so you know what you're getting there. And then at five, uh, who's five? The Giants, yeah. I think the Giants are going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think that he's just too much of an athlete and when his best – uh, is his best. I think that's been the knock on him. I think he's a kind of a guy that takes plays off. Um, they'll get that out of him in the NFL. That's just college players. That's just college attitude. He'll realize what it takes to be a pro. You would think, and I've got Kayvon Thibodeau rounding out my top five to the Giants. Johnny. So this is, we didn't plan this folks, but so I didn't put mine in order, I guess, but I have the same five guys. And I yeah. think why we, why that's the case, um, and we've said that the draft is wide open, I really think that, that those five guys could go, like, in any order. And I, I, mean, I mean that literally. I think that the Jaguars could, could want to do everything that they can uh, to protect Trevor Lawrence. So they could take one of these tack, like one of these big offensive linemen. They could take. Evan Neal or Equanu at number one like that it would be surprising but it wouldn't totally knock you know knock me on my ass if that right. happened so Aiden Hutchison Trayvon Walker Equanu Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau those are the five guys I think are going to go and you could go down the line I mean Detroit would be absolutely thrilled if if the Michigan kid Hutchison fell to them at second I mean that is a Dan Campbell bite your kneecap off kind of player like they would be yeah. they would sprint to the podium for Hutchison Michigan um, kid they would also yeah, they would also be totally fine uh, with with uh, with Trayvon Walker as a consolation prize. But if I'm if I'm Detroit, I mean, Hutchison's number one on your board. Then going on, Houston, they have uh, you know Laramie Tunsil, but uh, other than that, they 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 need to invest in offensive line. They like this Davis Mills guy, like I said. Maybe they want to protect him. So both of those big offensive linemen would be appealing. As far as the New York Jets are concerned, I could I think that's the ideal spot for Kayvon Thibodeau to the New York Jets at four. Thibodeau's made it very clear he is focused on money and his brand and, and, and maximizing his potential while he can. Well, what better place to do that than New York City? 
So I could see him going to the Jets and, and, and being the guy there. And then at five, the Giants would just take the other lineman that hasn't been taken yet, if, if one's still there, uh, to protect Daniel Jones and, and, and maybe help open up running lanes for the struggling Saquon Barkley over the last couple of years. So I'm with you there. There's a couple names I do want to throw in just as wild cards. The buzz around these guys is just crazy. I could see someone taking Ahmad Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, <laughs> the corner who people think is a true lockdown number yeah. one corner. People have compared him to Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I could see one of these teams in the top five taking him 100%. I mean, that could be your wild card there. Uh, Chandler, what do you got? Yeah, he's a freak. I watched a lot of Cincinnati earlier in the year, obviously, uh, doing the college football show. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, like, I feel like his NFL comparison is Jalen Ramsey. Pretty damn good comparison, in my, in my opinion. That's just me. But continue, sorry. You're, like I said, I mean, man, your opinion is echoed by these people who follow the draft year-round. Uh, long, lanky. Mm-hmm. but also fast, strong, with great ball skills. Um, they say, you know, I don't really get into, like, all the, the weeds of the draft nerd talk, but they said he can, you know, he's got fluid hips. You know, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, built. He's just, like, it's just so cringe when they say that stuff. But um, it, it's, it's, it's somebody that could go in the top five 100%. The other guy that I said, and I'm just saying this because the buzz around this player has gotten totally out of control. And it's Jamison Williams. I'm serious, man. I could see one of these teams trading in to the top five or uh, sorry, uh, taking a top five pick and using it on Jamison Williams. I could see one of the teams, it, maybe it's just out of the top five, but like in the top seven, I could see a team taking, you know, just going after him because speed matters more than it ever has in the NFL. And uh, the hype around Jamison Williams is, is, is through the roof. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I think what a better way to segue to Chiefs talk than that. We're in the official Figure It Out podcast Chiefs draft segment. Johnny, welcome to the segment. Um, Man, this is a really crazy draft. I mean, our team is this good, and we have 12 picks. That's crazy. Um, I I think I just – the thing for me, Johnny, before we start talking about it, is I just think that we've – we we have to trade up somewhere, have to trade up somewhere. Um, and I think we do that um, in the first, I think we do that in the first round with 29. I really do. I don't see the value in taking, in being the 29th or 30th pick. You might as well give one up. Yeah, the, so Brett Veach did a uh, press conference, which he always does before the draft recently. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's up on the, anybody hasn't seen it, it's up on the, the Chiefs YouTube page. But he had a couple of comments I thought were really interesting. Uh, the first one was that they had like 16 to 18 first-round graded players, okay? You know, people always say the first round's 32 picks, but there's never 32 first-round first grades handed out. So um, if, we, if the Chiefs think there's 16 to 18 players in the first round and both of their picks are not in the top 16 or 18, that would be yeah. indicative that they're looking to trade up into the top 16 or 18 to get one of these guys. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting, he said he really liked the value, uh, between 30 and 60, uh, the chiefs have pick number 50 and pick number 62. So I could see the chiefs maybe trying to pick up another pick between 30 and 60. 
or, or oh, you something think like trading that. back so both ways. Okay. I could see them trading up. You know, they have a lot of picks in these middle rounds. I can see the Chiefs mm-hmm. trading up to get a guy in the top 18, and I could see them trading another pick to get another pick between like the 30 to 60 range. Yeah. So everything is on the table. And I certainly, the scenario that I see happening the least would be the Chiefs picking at 29 and 30 tomorrow. I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't think they're going to make both of those picks. They're going to trade up or they're going to trade out or something like that. I don't, I don't know. But what, what's, what's really driving the conversation is this wide receiver class. I've got eight players written down on my sheet here that I think the Chiefs have genuine interest in, um, and they all are viable in the first round. And there are pl- plenty of players beyond that they could take in the second or potentially third round that could be a receiver option as well. And so it's it's really exciting. And I, we'll, we'll get into it now, Chandler. But yeah, I, I, I certainly think that, the, that trading up tomorrow night is the most likely possibility for the Chiefs. I agree. Let me ask you a question. Um, going off of that, what are the Chiefs' biggest needs in this draft? Um, I know we kind of briefly talked about it on, on our episode with Blaine, um, but that was a long time ago. Let's quickly address that, Johnny. My biggest needs for the Chiefs, uh, everyone talks about wide receiver. I would rank that the third need for the Chiefs. I think the biggest need for the Chiefs, uh, it's glaring. It's the pass rush, specifically on the edge. Uh, your best pass rusher last year, um, uh, Melvin Ingram is not going to be on the team. Likely, uh, Frank Clark is back. Frank Clark freaking stinks. And then your other option is Mike Dana, who is like a rotational edge rusher at best. Um, and so the chiefs are really going to have to invest. They have not signed veteran pass rushing rushers yet. So they obviously believe uh, that there's some young pass rush talent uh, in this draft. Beyond that, I think the second most pressing issue is going to be corner. The Chiefs lost Charvarius Ward, and uh, while Legereus Sneed is a very capable player and uh, Rashad Fenton as well, you got to have more than just those two guys. So I think cornerback is a, is a definite need. And then, of course, I'd go wide receiver after that. Yep. Um, that's essentially what I have. I actually do think though, that um, I have wide receiver number one. And the reason being is I just, I want, I want our offense to become a more complete offense. Like I'm just kind of tired of the gadget plays. And I think we have the perfect, we have the perfect situation right now with guys like Juju and MVS to get a young dynamic receiver that can change the game like that. And uh, I want them in the first round, dude. There's so many good first round receivers. I mean, um, I saw, I saw a mock draft today that said that we were going to take Jahan Dotson at 30. Why just go up and get, get somebody else. Um, I saw somewhere that it was like George Pickens at 29 and that, that I actually was kind of like, Oh, maybe we stay down there and take that. Cause if he was going to fall to 29, I'll take him at 29 all day of the week or every day of the week, excuse me. Um, but I just, my dream scenario, Johnny, and this might be jumping the gun a little bit is for us to trade up to number 12 with Minnesota and take Jameson Williams. That's my dream scenario. That's what I want to happen. You gave us the the least likely or the most likely. 
I'm giving us the least likely, but I think I got a pretty damn good chance of getting that. <laughs> I like Jamison Williams. That would be great. Everybody would like that. The over under on Jamison Williams draft position opened at 13 and a half. It's down to 11 and a half. The hype mm. around him is getting out of control. Yeah. I would, I would love for him to be on the chiefs. The chiefs would love for him to be on the chiefs with every day that has gone past. I think it's less and less likely. Um, every team is now chasing that explosive, take the top off the defense guy. And again, I would love to have that on the chiefs, but um, it, if the, and we've seen with Brett Veach, if Brett Veach wants a guy, he goes to get him. And this is a Missouri kid. He went to a uh, Cardinal Ritter in St. Louis. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who is from the state. It would make a lot of sense. You lost Tyreek Hill. You bring in Jamison Williams, 6'1", 179. Yes, he did tear his ACL in the national championship game, but we've seen ACL uh, injuries not be the, the year-long miss. Guys can come back in six or eight months and, and be totally fine. So, so that could happen. Um, I'm starting to think that the, the most likely trade-up scenario for the Chiefs is going to be if an edge rusher falls, Chandler. Seriously. There's this guy, Jermaine Johnson, from Florida State that a lot of people really like. And he's falling in that same 12 range for Minnesota, 14 for Baltimore. Chiefs oh. have shown that even, even if Baltimore is you know, a, 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 a rival in the AFC, they're willing to trade with the Chiefs. We saw that with the Orlando Brown trade. So I could see the Chiefs maybe going up and get Jermaine Johnson, but it does seem like all the stars are aligning for the Chiefs, whoever their guy is. And like I said, I've got eight guys here. I kind of wanted to rattle off a few of these, but whoever the Chiefs feel Do their right guy now. is, they'll go Do get him. Okay, yeah. so Jameis, Jameson Williams was the number one guy I put on here. Like I said, um, that would be like ideal for the Chiefs, but the hype is out of control and you're going to have to, I mean, if you trade up from 29 to 12, you're going to have to give up a substantial amount of draft capital. Certainly you're giving up that 50th overall pick in the second round and, and some third round picks as well. So um, that would be that would be a lot there. The next one that a lot of people are saying is this Garrett Wilson guy from Ohio State, six yeah. foot tall, 183 pounds, ran a 4-3. A lot of people say, you know, there's him and this Chris Olave guy. Chris Olave is from Ohio State. Chris Olave is the more pro-ready right now, polished wide receiver they're both really good, um, but Garrett Wilson is the guy with the people believe to have a more untapped upside. Um, both of those guys are really good. If the Chiefs got either of them, I would be really happy about that. Moving on, uh, some bigger receivers. Drake London at a USC, 6'4", 219. Mm -hmm. He was a basketball player, all state in high school, basketball and football. He is elite at the catch point. Um, he wins a lot of these jump balls. However, he ran almost like a 4-7 or 4-6 or 4-7, so he's slower. Chiefs could definitely use somebody like that, but it, I'll be honest, there are a lot of other guys that get me more excited uh, than Drake London. Yep. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Traylon Burks is a guy who's been pro-comped to A.J. Brown. I think that's a little far-fetched. A.J. Brown is one hell of a player, but what Traylon Burks wins at is his yak. Yards after the catch. He is really dangerous with the ball in his hand. Kind of teetering on the two big side, though, because he's 225 pounds, 6'2", 225, ran a 4'5", 5", so he's really going to have to maintain his physical fitness and not be one of these guys who maybe has a bad offseason, comes in out of shape, because that'll really set him uh, back. The last couple ones here, these are just some guys, if the Chiefs were to stay 
at the 29 and 30 spot and take one of these guys. It's Christian Watson from the Valley, NDSU, uh, 6'4", 208, 4'3", Great speed, a lanky kind of guy. A lot of people compare him to a recent Chiefs acquisition, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, the problem, if there is one with Christian Watson, I guess you could say twofold. One, um, no offense, Chandler, but people say that the competition level uh, would be just it would be murky waters as opposed to if this guy played in the SEC or one of the big uh, power five conferences. Definitely. And the other one is he did have a lot of drops this last year. That could be attributed to poor quarterback play. I know NDSU flipped between two quarterbacks this year, um, so that could be part of it. But you'd like to see him come down with more of the catches. He kicked Missouri State's ass when they went up there this year. I remember watching that game. So I think he's really good. Last two that I'll say, you mentioned earlier, Jahan Dotson, 5'11", 178, ran a 4'4", 3". This is a guy who really has sticky hands, can make a lot of catches. He's the smallest guy of the eight that I've rattled off, so that I'm going to rattle off here. And um, where there's smoke, there's fire. I saw the mock draft that you talked about. Uh, earlier I've seen multiple other ones that are linking him to the Chiefs there has to be something there I mean I don't feel like people are just throwing stuff to the wall up against the wall to see what sticks maybe Jahan Dotson is a Chief and the last one I have I think this guy is going to be is, is going to be a really good player in George Pickens out of Georgia mm-hmm. he's, an, he's an elite blocker there's not that much tape out because of the ACL injury even though he did come back uh, at the end of, of this last year even though they only played him sparingly Big guy, 6'3", 195, runs a 4440, and he – I think this guy could really be a beast. And you get him in an offense with Patrick Mahomes, look out. What do you think? Um, so you kind of actually sparked me here. I've kind of got a little bit of a GM, GM brain going because if – do you think – well, I guess I got to ask you a question. Do you think Pickens can fall to 29? Yeah, I think he could. Um, there could be a, a, a battle with like, you know, the, the Cardinals or the Packers, uh, who both pick late in the first round as well. Yeah. If the chiefs feel that kind of a sense, they might have to trade up with one of the teams in the earlier twenties. That would be somebody like new England at 21, uh, to go trade up with them. You know, new England would love to accumulate as many picks as possible. Belichick mm-hmm. loves that. So maybe the chiefs have to go up to 21 to get him, but you got to look out for pick number 23 uh, with, with, with Arizona, they could take him there. And then certainly uh, 28, uh, the, the Packers could, could take it, could take him there too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really do like uh, Pickens. I think he's a really good player. Uh, Georgia, obviously uh, they're not producing um talentless players um but because if you could trade up a little bit to go to pickens you could go you go edge rusher at 30 i saw edge rusher at 30 today david ajogbo from michigan um aiden hutchinson's counterpart and um i think i probably i would imagine the hesitancy there is that or why he's so far down because i think honestly his numbers were as good if not better than aiden hutchinson is because Teams obviously schemed for Hutchinson, and they were going to say, oh, Jogbo's got to beat us. Probably not going to be the same talent discrepancy in the NFL, um, and he's going he's gonna to be a rookie. Um, so those are the red flags there. But I think he could develop into a great player. That's the thing. I wasn't yeah. being negative on him. Just we can't – it's tough to rely on a guy at 30 in the first round uh, like to be that guy. Agreed. And 
uh, real quick uh, to tie in the 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 Pickens thing. Sorry, the I looked here. The I forgot the Packers with the Devontae Adams trade are picking at twenty two. So if you want Pickens for sure, you got to worry about the Cardinals at twenty three, the Packers at twenty two. So that's why I think you'd have to go up to like 21 with the Patriots to get Pickens. Now your comments about David Ojabo, really the reason he's falling Chandler is because he tore his Achilles at his pro day just recently. And that's why he's falling. There are a lot of people that think David Ojabo is a better, has a higher ceiling as a professional than Aiden Hutchison. And, you know, Hutchison's ready to be in the pros right now, a lot of these people think. But there is a lot of untapped potential with Ojabo. And so if the Chiefs were to take him at 30, it's kind of bittersweet, right? You're getting a, a talented guy who was projected in the middle of the first round, if not higher, before the Achilles injury. Now you're getting him at 30, but it could be uh, a rookie year that's a total wash because he's coming back from this Achilles injury, and you need pass rush ready right now. And so if there's a pass rusher ready right now at the end of the first round, I think it's this Minnesota kid, Boye Mafe. Boye Mafe is 6'4", 260, 261, and ran a 4'5". What that means, people, is he is an unbelievable freak athlete. Exactly what Steve Spagnolo is going to want from an edge rusher prospect. Um, get this guy in the building. Get him around Chris Jones and Frank Clark and just get him uh, with his hand in the dirt and let's Let's sculpt his athleticism into exactly what the Chiefs want uh, from an edge rusher. So, you know, edge rush is a talented position in this draft in the first round. It just feels like it's like the majority of it's going to be gone in the top 15. So if the Chiefs yeah. want to go up and if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs point out a, a badass pass rusher that they want in the first round or a badass receiver they want in the first round, they have all the tools and a general manager with the keys to the, you know, the keys to, uh, to go do it. They can go get up and go get their guy. It's going to cost them, but we've seen in the past, once the chiefs pick out their guy, they go get him. And they have, they had success last year drafting in the second round uh, with Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton. So if they can identify talent again, in the second round, it's totally worth it. Sacrificing one of those first round picks to go up and get your guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, I'm looking at this Boye Mafe guy right here. I I I didn't see him today. Uh, I love his NFL comparisons. Uh, Cliff Averill and Chandler Jones, dude. Chandler Jones is a freak, and of course in the AFC West now. Yeah, ridiculous. But um, yeah, and I want to go back to one of your points that you said earlier. Like it's obvious that uh, why the Chiefs haven't dra or signed any offseason pass rushers. They're gonna get a pass rusher at some point. Um, for sure in this draft um, let's talk about real quick Johnny what do you think uh, and this we can just go completely hypothetical here but Chiefs what do they not need to draft but they probably will you got to think probably an offensive lineman um, you would probably think some sort of tight end or linebacker and I would not be surprised to see we us take some sort of running back at some point Johnny, your thoughts, and maybe even a long snapper uh, to make sure Winchester is okay. <laughs> yeah, I could see, uh, I could see the Chiefs. So, like, just making a best player available pick. Like, if yeah. they, if they, if, if if they don't get any of the trade up scenarios that they want, mm -hmm. uh, they have 
if they pick at 29 and 30, uh, they'll just make a best player available pick. And like if, if someone like N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker uh, out of Georgia, fell to them, I could definitely see the Chiefs picking someone like that. I mean, you already have invested so much into your line, your young linebacking core, right? Willie Gay Jr., who we've thought has made great strides, had, had a pretty good season last year. And then, of course, Nick Bolton, like a rookie who just – you know, early season, maybe went through some struggles. Low snap counts was a total baller for the Chiefs last year. Now, beyond that, you have, have like jack shit at linebacker. So the Chiefs could really just like say best player available. We're going to take this this Dean kid and put him in there and have one of the best, most, most athletic young linebacking cores the league has seen in some time. Um, so that, that, that could be um, an option there. I, I would be shocked if the Chiefs took an offensive lineman in the first round. Uh, you know, you have the same offensive line back um, from last year. And, uh, you know, they'll take one of the, they'll take an offensive lineman in the third or fourth round, but yeah. certainly I don't think they'll take one um, in the first round tight end. Nah, I, I think Noah Gray made some strides toward the, towards the end of last year um, going into this year, you know, he, he's probably going to be more involved. I mean, everyone's going to be more involved. There's a lot of slack to pick up on this offense from Tyreek Hill being gone. And yeah, you brought in some guys, but I mean, that production uh, doesn't, it, it needs to be picked up and it's not going to be picked up by one guy. Nobody's Tyreek Hill. So it's going to take a team effort to pick that up. And I think Noah Gray could be uh, more involved in the offense running back. They're not taking a running back in the first round, but they could definitely take a running back in the third or fourth round. We've seen there's plenty of talent that goes in those middle rounds at running back. It's why a lot of people say you don't take a running back in the first round anymore. And uh, we saw the chiefs took Clyde in, at the end of the first round a couple of years ago, and he's just, he just ain't it. So um, what else, man? Like, yeah, I, I, they're not taking a quarterback defensive line. We've talked about linebacker. If they took a safety at the end of the first round, sure. That would be great. I think it would be pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so that's another position they could wait. And like, so like we've said, I mean, they have got to, they had a whole, off season, they've had a whole year to do this. They know what's going on more than we do, of course. I mean, they work for the team. Edge rusher is paramount. You said wide receiver was your number one. I trust the Chiefs offense to figure it out with what they've got more than I trust this defense, Chandler, because this defense on paper looks very suspect. You gotta go after edge rusher. You gotta go after another corner at some point. And yes, you have to uh, have to address wide receiver because you're a division addressed wide receiver and, and skill position all offseason. So you got to keep up somewhat. Did fellow correspondent and chiefs podcast member of the figured out podcast, Blaine Wheeler text you and pay you to say that, or is that, no. is that how you actually feel? <laughs> no, that's how I feel, bro. Because I, you kind of sold me and Blaine and I had a little Twitter spat today. And, um, yeah, I mean, the defense is over it, – it, it's bad, actually, right now. I mean, we know how important defensive lines are in the NFL, Johnny. I mean, it's if it's not the number one most important position, which probably quarterback, most people would say, it's got to be number two. Um, and it's thin right now. Even depth-wise, honestly, uh, depth is an issue, uh, let alone getting a starter out there. So. Um, yeah, I think an edge rusher is paramount. Um, and Johnny, anything else? What else do you want to cover here? Well, like if, you know, it, 
if the Chiefs, like at a crazy scenario, traded traded way up, like I'm saying, higher than twelve, yeah. or or around that Vikings pick, like you said, you know, I could see like if Kayvon Thibodeau some reason started falling to like eight or nine or something like that, I could see the Chiefs packaging something crazy and going up to get him. I mean, that's a guy you could plug in and he could produce uh, right now. Yeah, I like um, what you said. I like the way you said there earlier. We like. It, the guy has to really, for me, to take a pass rusher that high, like he's got to be ready right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I think David Ojogbo would be a great pick, but like, what does it do for me now? You know, and it's not going to do much, and that sucks. I mean, I really do feel bad for the kid, but like, you can't take him in the first round, I don't think. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Who is going to help you get after Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Josh Allen right now? Yeah. It's not Ojabo. Ojabo could in 2023 or, or whatever, but like, or maybe, maybe at some point he has like a miraculous turnaround. Uh, you get incredible value for him. Like if you took him, great. But I'm just convinced the Chiefs are ident- – they know what they have. They have the most – They are. this is the team that's been to four – AFC championship games in a row, two Super Bowls in the last four years. They have the most picks in the entire draft. They have the tools to identify the one guy who is going to impact the team at a high level this year. If that's edge or receiver or something else, uh, that remains to be seen. We'll find out tomorrow. But 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 if they think they can do it, they have the tools to go do it. So if you have, if you can go up and get Thibodeau if he falls, or this Johnson guy out of Florida State for your pass rush, by all means go do it. If you can go up and get Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave at some point or Jamison Williams, go do it. I mean, they're going to do something. I yeah. just like I said, like I said at the start. This team's not picking at 29 and 30. They're just, I just don't think they're going to. I agree completely. And I think that's a great place to, uh, to wrap up this podcast. Draft tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Johnny Rowe and I will be attending Ebbets Field, the local watering hole back in Springfield, Missouri. Um, it's going to be good to see him again, uh, watch the draft together, uh, maybe have a couple beers. You never know. Um, and uh, Johnny, closing thoughts or concerns, or are you good? I'm good, man. It's going to be really fun. They've shortened the time between the draft picks. Vegas is going to put on an absolute show for everybody. The draft has really turned into sort of a pageantry. It's going to be really fun because the entire first round, it'll be based off of what we just said. Every pick that goes by, we're going to be watching the TV, thinking about when the, if the Chiefs are going to be trading up. And yep. who knows? You know, maybe we'll see at the ticker at the bottom, Chiefs trading up into the pick, and then we're going to be like, oh, shit, dude, let's go. Because I remember it wasn't too long ago the Chiefs were picking at 27, and they traded up to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. we know. I mean, it's on the table. Ain't anything's possible. Anything is possible, Johnny. Can't wait to see you, brother. Have a good evening, and we will talk to you soon. Um, maybe not that soon, though. <laughs> See you, Johnny. See you tomorrow, man.